Good morning. Thank you for coming to Cottonwood this morning. Um, as Debbie said, my name's Taylor Miso. I'm a deacon and a member of the leadership team here. And um, one of the individuals helping to fill in as well for Pastor Pat as he's on his summer sabbatical. Um, we're continuing part six of Psalm 23. We've been walking through this chapter for the last few weeks. And the verse this morning that I'm going to be camping in is Psalm 23, verse 4, just the second half, so 4b. In the NLT, it says, your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. I was uh, a couple years ago, home alone with my then about one-year-old son, and this is the start of every good story, right? Mom's gone, dad's home alone with the kids. And this kind of ties into Mother's Day pretty well. Uh, most moms, my wife included, enjoys getting pictures of their kids whenever they're away from home for a bit of time, right? Even if it's every 30 minutes, there's no such thing as too many pictures, especially when the kids are really little. Dads, you know, I'm like, every 30 minutes, eventually you would probably get old, and I'm going to say, well, he looks the same as he did 30 minutes ago, okay? But I knew that my wife really appreciated getting multiple pictures of our, of our sons since she was uh, gone for the day. I can't remember where, where she was exactly, but... I was in charge of watching him, and he, was, he just recently learned to start sitting up on his own and could most of the time hold himself upright. So I thought, great photo op for mom. I will sit him on my motorcycle and take a picture of him sitting on it. So I brought him out to the garage. I put him on the bike, took a few steps back, and right as I did that to take the shot, he just starts leaning over, doesn't have the abdominal muscles yet to control himself and to prevent himself from falling. So I lunged toward the bike, and I ended up getting him by the ankle as his head was down just a few inches off the concrete. And I literally grabbed his ankle like this. That scared me. That's one of those situations, we talk a lot about sheep in Psalm 23. I'm, I'm the chief dumb sheep, okay? And this is why we need a savior. Okay, because we need direction and guidance, and, and I did not do a good job in being the protector of my son in that scenario. I used a great lack of discretion in what would have been what I thought a good idea was not a very good idea at all. I didn't share that story for at least a year afterwards <laughs> with my wife either. I, I, I still look back, and I, it probably was a good choice. I probably would have been banned from watching him by myself for a while, but I did, I did share it eventually. So my job as a husband and father is to protect my family from peril, and it is the good shepherd's job, as we see in Psalm 23, to protect us, his flock, physically and spiritually from unknown dangers. And how he does this, we see in verse 4, is with his rod and his staff, every shepherd's trusty, reliable tools. So most commonly in that time, a shepherd's rod and staff were actually two separate pieces of equipment. We often think of them as being one, or we, we see the picturesque um, nativity scene type shepherds holding the staff, uh, but usually the rod was actually separate from that, and they had two distinctly different purposes. And we can look at this text and uh, learn about how shepherds use these a little bit to, to convey how God uses them in our lives in his guidance and his shepherding of us spiritually. So a shepherd's rod and staff, to start, were very personal and unique to each individual. I have a picture of what they may look like. A rod was, was really more like a club-type device, um, and the staff was more of the traditional, picturesque tool that you imagine a shepherd holding. 
They were both personalized and unique for that individual shepherd, and oftentimes shepherd boys would actually go and find a sapling uh, that was fit to them as far as the proper height and width for them to hold well, and then it would be carved carefully down to suit their individual hands so that it would be an effective tool. So that started even in boyhood before they were um, entrusted with, with eventually watching over their father's flock. It really was a family business. So I want to start this morning by talking about the shepherd's rod and how specifically that was used, and then we'll talk about the shepherd's staff afterwards. So the rod historically, like I said, was used as a club, and in some regions, shepherds actually would use it to throw and actually hurl it kind of like a javelin. So if they had a wayward sheep uh, running off in the distance, they might throw this to kind of scare the sheep to come back to the flock. So that'd be pretty cool to watch. That would be a sport you could sign me up for. Uh, that would be very entertaining, but even from, from boys, they spend hours and hours and hours practicing throwing their rods so that they can have accuracy and precision and know how to wield them in a timely manner if they needed to get a sheep's attention. Um, they also use the rods as their main defense okay, to help ward off potential threats, predators, not only to the sheep and the flock itself, but also to ward off any potential threat to themselves in their life. Um, so they can use it physically as a club as needed, or like I said, throw it, uh, depending on, on what type of shepherds and what region they were in. Uh, that, that was somewhat common. So the rod served as the primary means of protection. Besides protection, it could also use it for discipline. So if there was a really stubborn sheep who just wasn't getting it, okay, the rod could also be reserved for physical discipline uh, to help keep the sheep safe. At the end of the day, that was the purpose of doing that. And you and I have probably, if you're a believer in Christ and have been for any length of time, you've probably experienced certain times in your life where um, you have had the discipline of God become prevalent to you in various shapes and form. Uh, sometimes God needs to give us a nudge, and sometimes it needs to be more than a nudge, and it needs to be a little severe, right? We can become pretty stubborn sheep in certain areas of our lives, and God knows where we need a little bit more of an effective, straightforward type of discipline to get our attention. And he uses that as an attention getter, just like a shepherd may use his rod. One example in the scriptures that we see of this, Jonah being swallowed by the fish, right? That's not exactly very subtle. You find yourself in the belly of a fish. That's a pretty distinct um, way that God is using to try to reach Jonah since he wasn't uh, following the promptings that he received prior. So that was, that was his club moment, you should say. Um, and our Father is the Good Shepherd, always knows what's in our best interest, and he knows how to reach us and how to effectively get us back on the right path. So the shepherd's rod is a demonstration and a symbol of power and authority. We can also see this in Scripture. Uh, Moses, for example, right, used his rod to part the Red Sea symbolically, God chose to do that miracle through the rod as a symbol of power and authority on Moses' behalf for the Israelites. So what does this look like for you and I as modern-day believers, right? We're not driving through Grand Forks seeing shepherds out in the field, so how does this relate? Well, the rod, the good shepherd's rod in our lives oftentimes is his word. God uses the scriptures to discipline and correct us in areas of our lives that we need to be righted in. Everything that we do, all the decisions that we make, 
need to be compared to the Word of God. That's our filter. It's His hand of authority. Sometimes, who's been there, you've read something in Scripture, and it jumps out to you, and you just are absolutely, you just feel reproved. You feel like it absolutely just hit you like a freight train, blindsided. Wow, God, I needed that, right? And it's good, at the end of the day, when that occurs, God wants us to see that. He wants to change us. But sometimes the process initially can be a little bit painful, right? The rod can be a little bit painful in our lives. Where I've seen the rod specifically in my life, time and time again, is in my tendency to be inflexible in things. Um, I'm scheduled. I like to know what's coming. I do my best to control everything about what is coming in the short-term future. Um, I don't like surprises at all. Surprise birthday parties sound terrible. Surprise trips sound terrible, okay? The more I know, the better, okay? Um, So I, I struggle to... to to create surprises for my family, even though my wife likes them, because I naturally resist them so much. And God has shown me over the course of time many times that I can be very stubborn in that area where I make my plans, but God's purposes will prevail, right? And that means that sometimes my plans will not prevail. And God has had to teach me uh, that there are times where he is creating a moment where the plan is going to change, And if I'm going to walk in his ways and in accordance with his will, I need to pivot. And that's hard for me to do sometimes. And each of us as believers, you probably have certain areas of your life where you can look and say, yep, that's that's been an area that I've had to really learn the hard way in, in Christ teaching me this and, and how to be more like him. Besides protection and discipline, the rod for the shepherds had a third purpose, and that would be to use for inspection. So they would actually use the rod to inspect primarily the skin of the sheep for any disease. Uh, With the wool, it was really difficult to see what was lying below the surface. So they would use the rod to help part the wool so that they can look for any potential problems hidden below. So this is where we get the phrase, we pull the wool over his eyes, right? Because it's really hard to see through wool. Ezekiel 20, 37 talks about God and his examination process of us if we allow ourselves to be subject to that. It says, I will examine you carefully and hold you to the terms of the covenant. God wants to carefully examine us if we allow him to do that, to show us areas that we need to grow in, to show us areas that are not pleasing to him, but perhaps a sin area in our life that he can help us change in. Some of these areas we know, right? Like, I know I'm inflexible. I know I struggle with that in walking in step with God's will when my own schedule gets in the way. Other areas we may not be aware of, and God uses Scripture to reveal those. He uses other people to reveal those. And sometimes that scrutiny is the only way that we are able to see some of these areas hidden underneath that maybe we ourselves are even blinded to as well. That's part of the Lord's job as the good shepherd to reveal these problems to us so that he can help us to overcome. It's not a fun process, but it's necessary for growth and sometimes for safety as well. God knows what is best for us. Psalm 139, 23 and 24, you've probably heard before, it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path 
of everlasting life. To be able to say that and invite God to come search your heart, that's an important step that I want to be constantly working towards daily in my life. So this morning, thinking about the rod of the shepherd, invite the word of God. The rod is the word of God. Invite the word of God into your life. Let it protect you, correct you, and search your heart to reveal those areas that you may not be aware of. The word will do that if you spend time in the scriptures and allowing God to use it to work in your life. Secondly, the shepherds carried a staff. The staff was the softer of the two pieces of equipment, not in the wood that it was made of itself, but in how it was used. Okay, so like the rod, it was also very uniquely created and formed for each individual shepherd. The uh, staff was a long, slender stick with a hook or a crook on one end. And when they would use it would be whenever they need to more gently approach and handle a sheep. So the hook they would use specifically to draw sheep closer to them, let's say they wanted to do an inspection on a sheep. Um, I read too that sometimes certain sheep would be a little more hesitant to get close to the shepherd. They just had a little bit of a distrust there. So the shepherd in that case could use the hook to kind of gently draw the sheep um, around their neck closer to them to inspect Other times, uh, a lamb would wander away from their mother, and the shepherd would use the hook to uh, bring the the lamb back to the ewe. In that case, uh, sometimes handling of the lamb would potentially cause the mother to um, disown the, the baby, and they wanted to avoid that, so they would use the staff and hook to do that as well. The most interesting uh, way that uh, when I was doing research that sometimes shepherds would use their staff, they would actually use the other end of it, so not the hooked end, just the pointed end. Um, And if they needed to very gently guide a sheep back on the right path, maybe they were uh, leading the flock somewhere and one was starting to get a little wayward, it's not like they were booking it out far away, that would be a rod example probably. Maybe they just were slightly deviating off the course. The shepherd could take the staff and kind of gently apply pressure on the outside of the lamb to help steer them back in line with the rest of the group. And I think that's a really accurate picture for oftentimes how God chooses to guide and correct you and I, is gently with a soft word, usually through the Holy Spirit. I will never tend to sheep. It was really interesting hearing the couple personal examples from Pat and Sarah and others through this series so far of, I had no idea, people here actually having experience tending to sheep. And I can say, after hearing those, I will graciously decline anyone who offers me the opportunity to do that at any point later in my life. So the closest I will probably ever get to tending sheep is owning a dog. I have a dog that when she's close to haircut time kind of looks like a sheep. She's got real curly hair. She's a standard poodle and can get pretty fluffy and woolly looking. When I take her on walks, in order to gently guide her, I use something called a gentle leader. There's a picture of that up there. If you don't know what this is, maybe you're a dog owner and you use this. If you are a dog owner and you have a dog that constantly pulls, this is gold right here. Ten bucks on Amazon. Go buy it today. What it does is that loop on the right side kind of goes over their muzzle and then you strap the um, neck piece around their, their neck there for the collar and then the leash attaches to the metal hook. 
And what it does when she tries to pull, every time she tries to pull a little hard, it just gently, gently pulls her face back to look at you. Just gently reminding, hey, you're, you're pulling too hard, you're going against my pace. I could put a shock collar on her and shock her every time she pulls too hard. Okay, that would be the that would be the rod of that that would be the rod approach. Not not appropriate in that scenario. In this case, I love the name of this device, the gentle leader. Allows gentle guidance to teach her what is appropriate and what is not as far as how much to pull when on the leash. And that's what God does for us. He gently leads us through life, helping to just prod us with the staff periodically as we begin to get wayward in different areas of our life. The staff, therefore, is a demonstration of comfort and kindness. It's when God corrects us in a kind manner. All of his correction is kind because he means well in it. It's never out of disdain. It's never to uh, induce uh, anything bad on our life. He sees the big picture, right? And he knows that we need correction to flourish at the end of the day. So the Good Shepherd's staff in our lives is the Holy Spirit, that kind, gentle word, the prompting from the Spirit that you and I, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ this morning, have within you. John 16:3 says, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. So, invite the staff, the Holy Spirit, to comfort and guide your heart. Through the rod and through the staff, the Good Shepherd will lead and guide us, helping us to find those areas in our life that need correction so that we can be more like Him. I want to read a couple different uh, translations of Psalm 23.4 to close here. The first one is the Amplified Translation. It says, Your rod to protect and your staff to guide. They comfort and console me. We find comfort and consolation in God's shepherding of our souls. I like the message's more candid uh, interpretation. It says, your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. And I really like how it talks about the security that comes with us walking with Christ trusting him in him as the good shepherd. Security is what every human being is after, right? And our world tells us that we can get security here or in this. And as believers in Jesus Christ, if you believe this morning, you know that only true security comes through a relationship with Jesus. You might find yourself sitting here this morning in various places in your walk with God. Maybe you're sitting here struggling to believe that he is a good shepherd because you've recently been enduring hardships and trials and pain that does not seem to end. He is a good shepherd, even when it seems like we can't see it that way. Maybe you struggle with the fact that the Bible says something about a particular topic. We live in a culture where we're told this is truth, and it contradicts with what the Bible says. So you might feel pulled, right? And we know as believers the Bible is the end. That is the truth. It doesn't matter what someone else says. Trust in his rod. Trust in his word. Maybe you feel like you've drifted away from God a little bit lately and you struggle to hear his voice. 
inviting the Holy Spirit's presence to speak to you, listening. Maybe it's just a matter of sitting down to listen. I, I know in my own life, I've had to reset in that way to just give God time to speak when I'm trying to listen to the Spirit, to let that staff guide me. So this morning, no matter where you are, lift your heart to the Good Shepherd. Be ready to accept whatever that guidance, whatever that direction may look like through the rod and the staff, through his word, through his Holy Spirit in your life, in the ways and areas that God wants to work in you and find that ultimate peace and comfort and security. I'm going to pray for that this morning and the worship team can come on up as well. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your promises and your word, Lord, um, just as Debbie shared uh, this morning in times of anxiety, we trust in your word, Lord, we can trust in your truth. It applies to our lives, and I thank you for that. I thank you for this psalm, and I thank you that you guide us as the good shepherd with your rod and your staff, Lord, that you are wise when to use each of those and when we need it in our lives, God, and in what areas. I pray that we would trust you this morning, God. Know and trust that you are the good shepherd and that you have good for us in our lives, God. I thank you that you care enough for us to lead and guide us each individually.